0: Before we get into the podcast, I do want to tell y'all that we are doing this podcast over Skype because of the whole coronavirus situation, so the audio is not going to be as high quality as it usually is. It usually sounds a lot better because Thomas and I are usually in person. We have microphones, Uh, but because of the coronavirus situation, we can't do this in person, so that's why the audio is as bad as it is. Just wanted to let y'all know, but hope y'all enjoy. And welcome back to The Wire Podcast, and today we are going to be doing a mock draft, but instead of doing a predictions mock draft like you would usually see on websites and stuff, we're going to be doing a mock draft of what we would do if we were the GMs of all these franchises, so just keep in mind, this isn't a predictions mock draft, we're not predicting what's going to happen, because my mock draft is pretty wild, and it's going to get ruined at like pick five, um, so just keep in mind, it's what we would do if we were the GMs of these franchises. All right, uh, you want to start off with the number one pick, Thomas?
1: Yeah, sure. All right, so number one, Cincinnati Bengals are picking here. I have them taking the best player available, and that's Chase Young. Uh, if I were in the Bengals' position, uh, you have a really good quarterback class coming up next year. Joe is not going to make your team like a playoff team automatically. You still need to build some pieces. Uh, you ne- still need to... To build your team and get some more pieces. Um, so I would take Chase Young, who is a once in a generation edge rusher. Um, and really have him be the basis of your, of your new team. And you can get a quarterback next year like Trevor Lawrence. It, like, if you're in the position where you have the number one pick again next year, you can get Trevor Lawrence. You can get somebody like Justin Fields. And there's going to be some other guys too. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have the Bengals. I would take Joe Burrow and I think. Um, Chase Young is easily the best player in the class. I think, I think everyone would agree that he, I mean, he is a dominant player, but I, I think it's risky to wait on a franchise quarterback because you just can't guarantee that you're gonna have one of the top two picks in the draft next year. You, you can't guarantee that, but you can guarantee you get a franchise guy in Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the class, whether the two is healthy or not, in my opinion. I think Joe Burrow is awesome he's extremely accurate he throws with anticipation he's got incredible pocket presence and he gets better when things fall apart like against like under pressure he got his quarterback rating got better this year and he was the only quarterback in this class whose quarterback rating got better um under pressure and and when things fall apart and he has to make plays off script he is at his best when that happens he's Kind of Mahomes, Russell Wilson-esque in that aspect. And I don't think you can wait to get your franchise guy. I think you got to pick him up now. And if you draft Joe Burrow, you have a very solid team right now. With everything that the Bengals did in free agency, they got some nice pieces on defense. They signed Von Bell. They signed DJ Reader from the Texans, who was one of the best nose tackles in the league. They have a very solid defense. Um, They got Trey Wayne. Spent a lot of money to get him, but they got Trey Waynes. They got... Um, they still have Carl Lawson, um, and they've got a lot of nice pieces on defense, and even on offense, they have some nice weapons, especially in that receiving court with A.J. Green. Um, uh, who's he got? Tyler Boyd. Uh, they don't have Tyler Eifert. Uh, they have Joe Mixon, a really good running back, and they do have to fix that offensive line because that offensive line is terrible, uh, but they can try to do that in the later rounds of this draft, but they got to go with Joe Burrow here. Um I think they gotta go ahead and take their franchise guy. And Joe Burrow is gonna be really good. I would be shocked if he isn't good.
1: Yeah, I agree. So with the number two pick, uh, Washington Redskins, uh, with all you just said about Joe Burrow, I agree with that. He's a really good. You know, he's gonna be a franchise quarterback. And so the Redskins here, I have them taking Joe Burrow, uh, at the number two pick. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're really invested in Dwayne Haskins they you know they selected him with their first pick last year Uh, but it doesn't seem like the front office and especially like Jay Gruden did not seem like he was interested in grooming Haskins he did not seem like he really it it didn't seem like they really liked Haskins that much
0: right so
1: I think if you can get a franchise quarterback come in compete with Haskins I would be surprised if Joe Burrow didn't win the job over Dwayne Haskins.
0: Right.
1: Um so I think I think this is a good chance to get a franchise quarterback. They have they have some good pieces too. You know, Adrian Peterson's old, but he's he still got some juice. They've got a solid offensive line, especially if they can add Trent Williams back. Um I don't remember if he went into free agency or if they franchise tagged him. I think they no, franchise no. tagged him.
0: I, they're probably going to trade him. At yeah. some point, because he does not want to be in Washington. Like, it's obvious at this point. He just doesn't want to be there. Right. But they still have him.
1: Okay. I mean, if they keep him, like, if they drafted Joe, they could potentially convince um him to stay, and that would be good for Joe. They'd have, like, a solid offensive line. And uh defense is not awful, but it needs improvement. So Joe Burrow could make Washington substantially better than they are than they were this past year, so I have them taking Joe here.
0: Yeah, uh, that's the right pick for in, in, for your mock draft. I have them taking Chase Young, who is insanely good. He, I think he is a bust-proof pick. Uh, he is so good. He's one of the best pass rushers we've seen in years coming out of the draft. He is an elite speed rusher off the edge. He has incredible get-off off the line of scrimmage. He's got. He's so bendy. And, uh, like, when he gets to the outside, he can bend and flatten his route, his, uh, pursuit to the quarterback at around seven yards, which is incredible. He's got good instincts as a run defender. He's a solid run defender, which you don't really need him to, like, you're not drafting him to stop the run, but he can do that. And just with his speed and his production, and he's not even at his best yet. Like, he had sixteen and a half sacks last year with primarily one rush, pass rush move. Like, he, he used hand swipes a lot and that's really the only move he used and it's not he doesn't he has more moves that he showed off uh but he really keyed in on that one pass rush move almost to a fault at times but yeah he's an amazing player he's as close to perfect as you're ever going to find in a prospect so I have them taking him at two and I want to ask um and th- th- this is why I would not take Chase Young at one what happens if you take Chase Young at one and you don't get a top two pick next year, and so you can't take Trevor or Justin Fields. Like,
1: what, do you, I mean, what are you going to do then? Free agency is going to be good for quarterbacks next year. I think next year is the year that, um, like Mahomes and Watson are in free agency next year. Right. I think, if I'm not, not mistaken. Um, so I legit, I don't really expect Deshaun Watson. All after everything that Houston's done to re-sign with the Texans after next year. So, if the the Bengals could also try to make a splash in free agency, like if if Chase Young makes them better and they can get some more pieces to where all they need is a quarterback, right? Then I don't understand why a good quarterback in free agency wouldn't want to to go to Cincinnati.
0: Their ownership is terrible. I think that is I I don't understand why a quarterback. Like I don't understand why Deshaun Watson would want to go from a really bad situation in Houston to a really bad situation in Cincinnati. Like the ownership in Cincinnati is not very good. So, like, although, like, with Chase Young, they would have a really good defense and they would have some nice pieces. They're still in a really tough division with Baltimore, with Pittsburgh. And although Pittsburgh is kind of on the decline with Big Ben, um, hitting the end of his career, um, and they're, like they have Cleveland to worry about, who's got some of the like some of the best weapons on offense in the entire league, and I don't know why I, I don't understand why Deshaun Watson would want to go from Houston to Cincinnati, and so I think I think it's a big risk going Chase Young here because if you like, you you can't guarantee that you get a top two pick next year, and so taking Chase Young one is a huge risk in my opinion. Yeah, I, think- I I don't know if it's worth it.
1: I just think that the talent that Chase Young has, being a once in a generation type player, wow. that it might be worth the risk to take him at one.
0: Joe Burrow is just so good in my opinion. Like he's really, really good. And right. A lot of pe- a lot of people are low on Joe Burrow, which I don't understand why. I get that he doesn't ha- that he only had one year of good production. I don't care. Like, he showed, like, he, he he showed that he has the tools to be a franchise quarterback. Like, he, did you watch him play? Like, he was awesome this year. Like, he was right. really good. And I, I think he'll be a top 10 quarterback.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Consistently. But, yeah. Alright, so, uh, go ahead and announce your number three pick.
1: Alright, number three, uh, Detroit Lions picking here. I have them taking Jeff Okuda, corner from Ohio State. Uh, this is a, a big need right here. They signed Desmond Trufant. Um, during the offseason, but, you know, they still need another corner to pair with him because they had, I think, the least amount of interceptions in the league last year. They were one of the worst pass defenses in the league in Detroit. And that was with one of the best corners in the league, uh, Darius Slay, who they just traded to Philly. So, Okuda is really good. He's a really good corner. Um, and I just don't see how you could pass up on him right here.
0: Yeah, they run a four three, don't they? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, they run a three four in Detroit, don't they? I, uh,
1: I don't. Know. I don't think so. I think they run a four three.
0: Four three. Okay. Um, I, I have just I have them taking Jeff Okuda here too. Uh, I think he's the best player available. He's really good. He's the best corner in the draft. Uh, he's got good length and he's really athletic. He didn't run as good of a forty time as I expected. I thought he would run a little bit faster, uh, but he's still the best corner in the draft and. Um, like, surprising, surprisingly, he has really good hit power as a tackler for a corner. I mean, he's the best man corner in this draft, and he's gonna fit perfectly, um, in that system in Detroit. I think it's a pick here. They could go Isaiah Simmons, who would fill a bunch of different needs that they have on defense with his versatility, but Jeff Akuda is such a good corner, and I, I gotta pick him here.
1: Yeah. I agree with you there. Um number 4 we have the New York Giants. Uh I have them taking Jedrick Wills, tackle from Alabama. I think Wills is the best tackle right now out of all the tackles. Uh I think he's better than Mekhi Becton. Uh now when you're talking about like his ceiling, I think Becton has a higher ceiling than Wills, than Wills, but um I just I think with Daniel Jones a young quarterback you need to take like a more sure tackle than uh Becton. Like Becton's good, but he's not he's not at the level that he can be yet. Wills is much better than Becton right now, so I would take Wills here to protect Daniel Jones. I mean that's that's the key right here. You right. invested the sixth overall pick last year in what you hope is your franchise quarterback and you so you've got to protect him here.
0: Yeah. When do you have Becton ranked in terms of offensive tackles?
1: In terms of tackles, I have him as the second rank tackle.
0: Okay, I have him as my fourth. Um, and I I got I have them taking Wills here. That's what I would do. And I, I right here I, I would be choosing between Wills and Isaiah Simmons. And Simmons, they need linebackers. Like both their linebackers are not good. I know they just signed Blake Martinez, but he's he's okay. Um, doesn't really have great instincts. And so Simmons would be a huge upgrade here. But the Giants gave up 38 sacks. Daniel Jones was on the ground thirty eight times last year. That you gotta improve that. And their entire franchise is in the hands of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You have to protect those guys. And to do that, you've got to take offensive tackle. I'm thinking the best offensive tackle in the draft with Jedrick Wills. He is awesome. Like he's a flat out he is a terrific tackle. Um, and I think uh Becton does have a higher ceiling. Um but I don't know if Becton can reach his full potential. I think there are a lot of issues with him. Um, he's very raw, but yeah, I'm taking Wills here, and he he's just amazing. Amazing technique. He doesn't get beat inside or outside often. He's got great hand usage, and, and he's like extremely mobile. He's got great footwork. There's, I mean, there's, like, what do you hate about him? Like, what what's there to dislike about him? I'm taking him at number four.
1: All right, all right number five, we have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I have them taking Isaiah Simmons. I have them taking him and putting him at safety instead of linebacker. Uh no. I know a lot of people I mean, I think that they're going to take Tua here, but if I were the Dolphins, I would not risk it for Tua. As talented as he is, I can't take Tua with the injury history. He's no. just he's been so beat up through his college career at Alabama and this hip thing. Like without the the dislocated hip, I think I would take Tua here. But the hip yep. thing kind of puts it over the edge for me to where he's been so beaten up that I don't know how he's going to be able to stay healthy in the NFL. Right. Uh mm-hmm. So I have them taking, in my opinion, the best player available here, and that's Isaiah Simmons. Now, we have different opinions about this, Uh and I've heard two different things. But I think the bigger need for the Dolphins is at safety. Now, you think it would be a bad idea to put Simmons anywhere else besides linebacker?
0: Well, he would be good um, at safety, but he would be great. Like, he would be amazing at linebacker. Right. He would be fine at safety. Like he, I mean, putting him at safety, uh, that's okay. But, I mean, you're missing out on all that he can do at linebacker. Like, and obviously – Yeah, go ahead.
1: Obviously, you can move him around. Like, he's if you put him at safety for his rookie year, he doesn't have to stay at safety for his whole career. I right. mean, you well, can, I you think can you'd, re-
0: you'd rather you'd rather stick him at one position though. You don't want him just changing, in my opinion. I think right. well, I think you'd rather have a guy have some consistency and just sticking with one position group. Um, and I would play him at linebacker. But I think I don't think I, I wouldn't have any issue with like in, in, during the course of a game, like moving him to safety for a play or for a, 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 a series, even yeah. like a whole drive. Just like in certain situations, like putting him at safety, I don't think I don't see a problem with that, and I think that like you would be taking advantage of his versatility. But yeah, right. yeah, this is a good pick. I went, I spent so much time on this mock draft, and four through six was so hard for me to um, to make up to just make a decision on, and I, I thought about Simmons here at five, but. They, they gave up – the Dolphins gave up 54 sacks, I believe, either 54 or 58. But they – I believe it's 54. I believe they gave up 54 sacks last year. That's awful. Like, that is – that's just – you can't have that. And as much as I love Simmons, I really like Simmons. I think he's a special player, and I think he's the best player available. I got to shore up that tackle spot, and you're, you're going to be shocked by this pick. I'm taking Andrew Thomas at five. Andrew okay. Thomas is my number two tackle. I don't get why people are so low on him. Like, a lot of people are really, really low on Andrew Thomas. I think he's really good. I think Andrew Thomas is a less power, powerful but more efficient Mekhi Bekton. I think he's really powerful. But he, he doesn't have as powerful of a punch as Mekhi Bekton because Mekhi just straight up He just, he shoves people out of the way. He moves people like no one else. But, um... But Andrew Thomas is is smarter with the way he uses his hands. His hand placement is better than Bectons. I think he's really good. He's got heavy hands. Um he's good in pass pro. And he does expose his chest too much, which I don't know if that was coaching, but there were some plays where he was exposing his chest too much and that's gonna um that's just asking for people to bull rush you. But um and he's a really good run blocker. I think he's really good. I I would take him at number five. I gotta short up my tackle spot. Um and even if you disagree, just take any of the tackles. Or just take a tackle here. you got to show up that offensive line. Right. And I do agree with what you said about uh, Tua. I do think his, he's injury-prone. I would not take him top 10. And I just – that hip injury does it for me. I think – and I agree with what you said that without that hip injury, I would take him top five. Um, and I'm not too worried about the ankle injuries. But, I, I mean, I am a little worried about the ankle injuries, but they weren't terrible. Um, I am worried about that hip. That hip injury is um is something is a cause for cause for concern uh, to me. And with his playstyle, I think he's injury prone, and I think he's gonna stay injury prone. So I'm gonna just take my my uh my number two tackle here.
1: All right, number six, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I have them taking my number two tackle here, Mekhi Becton. Uh, now that you know Phillip Rivers is gone. I think they're kind of in more of a rebuild mode because they didn't make any attempts to sign a quarterback in the off season. I know they might be thinking about taking a quarterback here, but if I'm the the chargers, you know, I'm not taking the quarterbacks that are available are not, you know, worth the sixth overall pick. Yeah. I, I, I like, I I totally
0: agree with you. I totally agree with you there.
1: I like Justin Herbert. I think he's talented, but he's, a little too inconsistent like he's had like fantastic a fantastic off season where you know he had a really good um what was it senior bowl had a really good senior bowl uh performed really well at the combine and he's looked good but when you watch him in game he's a little bit inconsistent uh one of his biggest problems uh that you hear a lot about is that he tries to like push the ball too much like he tries to what What's the word that they use? Like, when he's trying to, like, guide the ball instead of just letting it rip? You Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. He's, like, trying to aim instead of just... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's new to me.
1: Um, so...
0: And he, he's he been, did that at the combine. He did that right. at the combine.
1: And I think he's been a little bit too inconsistent, especially, like, last year, to really be worth the sixth overall pick. And I don't, I don't know, I don't necessarily see this, but there's been some concern just about like his leadership style if like he's really passionate about the game I mean I think that's just the kind of person he is where he's just Mm -hmm. more of a quiet reserved person
0: yeah
1: but it leads it's been leading to some questions about if he's you know a good leader and if he's really passionate about the game or not Mm -hmm. uh so that's why I'd take Mekhi Becton here I think he's uh, the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about Mekhi Becton is how massive he is six foot eight what is he
0: 340
1: no he's 360 360 yeah and then he and then he ran a and then he ran what a 512 40 yard dash something like that 510
0: 510
1: maybe yeah yeah. something like that he was i might have been
0: a 501 whatever it was really fast yeah it it was was really fast for
1: how big he is uh, so he's athletic, he's big, he's so strong, he just throws guys around all the time. Um, I think this is a good pick here, especially with just trading Russell Okung to the Panthers. I know you picked up um, Trey Turner, but he's a guard, so you need to get a, another tackle yeah. here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, none of the quarterbacks, in my opinion, are worth uh, the pick here. Uh, Tua is, t- is worth it talent-wise, but I think with his injury history, I'm not taking him here. And they like Tyrod Taylor in, in, in Los Angeles. For whatever reason, I don't, I personally don't think Tyrod Taylor is a good enough passer, uh, to win games, or to win playoff games, to make a deep playoff run. Cause that's what they're looking to do. They're looking to win now. And I don't think Tyrod Taylor is that guy. Uh, but I'm not taking a quarterback here. What I think they should do is sign Cam Newton. But well, they're probably not gonna do that. I think Cam Newton would give them the best chance to win now. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that, and, you know, they, they could use a tackle here. They could. They could go, like, Mekhi Beckton or Tristan Wirfs, but I'm going to go best player available, and I'm taking Isaiah Simmons. Like, just imagine Isaiah Simmons and Derwin James on the same field. That's going to be a scary defense, along with all the moves they made in free agency. Like, they got right. Jarrell Casey. They signed Chris Harris. They have – they already had a good defense, Like they have Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, like, it's a really good defense already, and now they're just adding on these pieces. Like, drafting Simmons might make them the best defense in the league. I mean, it's going to be scary uh, yeah, playing the Chargers next year. And I, they need a quarterback. They need a franchise guy. And I'm afraid that not taking a quarterback here is going to leave them uh, with no option next year because like, I think they're going to be too good to have a top pick. And I think they're going to be much better than year. they were
1: – I think they're going to be much better than they were this year.
0: Yeah, me For too. Sure. And they got Brian Bulaga, who, if he can stay healthy, is a good option at tackle. But they still need to make some moves to shore up that offensive line. But I, I still think they're going to be good, and that's the one reason why I am kind of hesitant with not taking a quarterback here. Is what are they going to do next year? And right. but, but Simmons is really good. Simmons is a great linebacker. He's got incredible range. He's huge. And you can play him anywhere. Like he played five positions on defense for Clemson this year. That's ridiculous. The dude's a freak athlete and he's gonna be really good. Just put him put him close in the line of scrimmage and let him make plays on the ball. That's what I would do. And so I would take Simmons here at six.
1: Yeah, the problem I have with not taking a tackle here if you're the Chargers is you're putting a lot of risk on Balaga staying healthy. Yeah. Balaga I don't think he's had a season in the past three years where he's actually been fully healthy and played all sixteen games. Right. I mean near the end of his career which is is now in the past 3 years you know he's in his 30s he's really struggled with staying healthy and so I just don't know if he's going to be a reliable tackle where you don't need you know another like a reliable backup to bring in right. if he goes down So that's that's the only issue I have with not taking a tackle I like that pick if Simmons is av- if Simmons was available in my draft at 6 I probably would have taken him over Becton just because of how talented he is and how scary that defense could have been.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one thing, the one reason I wouldn't take a tackle is because I don't think Worse or Becton are ready to provide, um, high, like good, good production right now. I don't think they're going to be great right away. I think they both need a little bit of coaching. And a lot of people are super high on Worse. I'm not as high as most people. I think well, he's good. Like, people but... are super
1: high on Worse because he, he he's super athletic combine. and he yeah. looked great at the combine.
0: And and there like he is good. I'm not saying he's bad. There was just there are a lot of plays where I was watching him and he was getting beat outside. He's getting beat on the inside. His his feet were his footwork wasn't great. His pass sets weren't weren't all that mm-hmm. great. And when at his best, he looked really good and looked almost good like as good if not better than Will's. But it's just too much in, too many inconsistencies and I. I I just got to go with best player available here, and I think you if you're drafting, you got to draft for value, and you got to that'd be my philosophy. Draft for value, and fill your needs in free agency. That's where you got to fill your needs, in my opinion. And passing up on Simmons is a mistake at this point, and I think you got you got to just go with it. All
1: right. Alright, number seven, Carolina Panthers picking here. I have them taking Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. Brown is super big, he's really good against the run. Uh Carolina's run defense was terrible last year, and they need another interior defensive lineman. Um yeah. so I think this is a really good pick for them just to help boost that run defense. And they're they are in rebuild mode. Like yeah. for sure, without a doubt, they're in rebuild mode. Uh with Well, Matt are Roo- they? Yeah.
0: Some of the moves they made in free agency, it this is a competitive team.
1: I just – I can't see that because they traded away Trey Turner and uh Daryl uh, – what's his name? You know who I'm talking about? Their right tackle, Daryl uh, Williams, I think is his name. I think yeah. it's Daryl Williams. Uh And so they, it's just – they're getting rid of some of their really good pieces. So I just can't see them not being in rebuild mode. Like what are I some of the like signings that
0: like, – what are some of the Anderson?
1: signings? Robbie Anderson, I know yeah. offense
0: is going to be a, like it seems too. Like I don't understand signing Robbie Anderson if you if you want to rebuild.
1: I agree with you there. I I just think that they're in a rebuild talk about they're going to try to tank next year to get Trevor. I don't know, you know, the truth to that.
0: I think they're too but... good to do that. Like like I think their roster is just too good to do that now.
1: And there was, I mean, there was buzz about should they trade Christian McCaffrey yeah, for yeah, picks.
0: I, maybe. I remember there was like a, it wasn't like an actual rumor, it was just like on Twitter, or something I saw, and it was like, would you trade Christian McCaffrey? Uh, no, I, was it McCaffrey? Yeah, it was, would you trade McCaffrey um, for the number one overall pick? Like if, if you were the Bengals, would you trade the number one overall pick for McCaffrey?
1: No, if I were the Bengals, oh, no, no, well, but... no, it was it was McCaffrey in the
0: seventh overall pick, and I was like, if and at I, were the time, Bengals, I was like, no, I, no, I wouldn't I Bengals, just because no. Joe Burrows is so good. And my, but but I mean, I would consider it because you could like trade Joe Mixon, you could, um, you could take a quarterback at seventy for one wanted, but I I I still would just stay at number one. Right. But yeah, I don't know if they're in rebuild mode. I feel like their roster is just too good. And their defense that was old, really good last year. Yeah, the offensive line is bad, but they still have Russell Okung. Um, who I mean, it, it they He's they older. lost that trade. They right. did lose that trade, in my opinion. Um, but I like what they have on defense. They upgraded that quarterback, not over Cam. Well, I don't think over Cam, but just over uh, uh, what's his name? The the quarterback uh-huh. they had, Kyle uh-huh. Allen. Yeah, Bridgewater's an easy upgrade over him. And they have McCaffrey, who is, in my opinion, probably the best running back in the NFL. Right now, yeah. And they're, they got a lot of weapons on offense like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. I mean, I, I don't know if they're in rebuild mode, but yeah. That's the only thing I disagree with. Like, I don't know. I think they're too good to be in rebuild mode.
1: I feel like it's in their interest to go ahead and be in rebuild mode.
0: I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't think they are.
1: Okay. I understand, yeah. But Derrick Brown is a is a really good pick here uh, for me because they need to improve that run defense. Like, if they're not in rebuild mode and they're trying to win now, then they for sure need to improve that run defense. It was one of the worst. They had one of the worst run defenses in the league last year, and so Derrick Brown will be you know a big guy in the middle of that defensive line that can help you with that.
0: Yeah. Well, if you um, if if they were in more of a if they are actually in a rebuilding stage, would you not consider going Ken Law here who has a higher ceiling probably than uh Derrick Brown. I don't necessarily
1: I don't necessarily agree with you that he has a higher ceiling. I know I I know that, you know, pass rush is a lot a lot of times way more glorified than uh you know, defending the run. And right. I agree with you that Kenlaw is a better interior pass rusher than Brown is, but I think Brown's better against the run. Brown's better right now. Brown's really good right now.
0: Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even necessarily saying that I believe that he's a that he has a higher ceiling than Brown. I'm saying that's the consensus by by most people. That's not right. something I necessarily agree with because I think Derek Brown is amazing.
1: I just think that it could be a risk to try to take Kenlaw in hopes that he'll reach a higher ceiling than Brown when you could take the guy with the higher floor right. and he end up being consistently better than Kenlaw. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I have I have them taking Derek Brown here. Um he's awesome. He's incredibly athletic for his size. Like he's a massive human being. Yeah, he's
1: six like foot he's
0: five. I think he's three hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, he's huge. And maybe not um, that
1: much. He might be right. closer, I think
0: he's a yeah. little bit less. Like like yeah. 305, 310, but he's still massive. And he's a very good run run defender, like you said. And I think he has the potential to be a good pass rusher. And there were times where he showed some pretty good pass rush moves. I think he has the potential to be a decent interior pass rusher, along with being the great run defender that he is. And he eats up double teams. Like a lot of path, a lot of defensive tackles in the draft, um, you put two guys on him and it neutralizes them. Not Derek Brown. He just he crushes double teams and he fights through them. And I think one of my my favorite qualities of uh, about Derek wow, well, Derek Brown, is that he plays until like he plays through the whistle. He's gonna fight. He's competitive and he's got a high motor and so I like that about him but yeah I would take Derek round number seven yeah
1: all right number eight we have the Arizona Cardinals here um so I have them taking Andrew Thomas tackle from Georgia
0: Mm.
1: Uh, I agree with you I think Andrew Thomas is better than a lot of people give him credit for and he's a much better he's a better tackle than Tristan Wirfs who's the other tackle available here I think Tristan Wirfs would look a lot better you know, on the interior playing guard, I think he mm-hmm. could really have a super successful career there. Uh, but I think Andrew Thomas is a better tackle mm-hmm. than Worf's. Uh And the Cardinals, wish- yeah, the Cardinals need a tackle so badly. They have to protect Kyler Murray, who they invested a first round pick in last year. He is too good to, you know, have his career be wasted because he was knocked down so many times. Right. So they have to protect him here. I think Andrew Thomas is is a good tackle, and mm. this would, you know, give Kyler Murray a lot more, a, more of a sound mind when he's back there passing instead of having to, you know, move around as much as he does, which he's good at. Right. But yeah. Kyler Murray, as much as good as Kyler Murray is as a dual threat quarterback, as a scrambler, he is fantastic as just a pocket passer. That's that's something that is a bit of a misconception about him sometimes is that he's like a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. He is a quarterback. He is so good as a passer that I think it's a waste if you don't get a tackle here and you make him have to run around all the time.
0: Right. Yeah, and like, yeah, you're right. He's not a running quarterback. He's a passing quarterback. who just so happens to be a great runner and possibly the best runner in his own draft class. Like the dude, the dude's a freak athlete. You gotta protect him. So I'm going with my uh, number three tackle. I'm going with Tristan Wirfs, who I, I admit there are some things I don't like about his film, but he's got elite athleticism. He, he can play guard and tackle, and once he gets to the second level. He can block guys, that, like, he can block linebackers, he's really good at that. And he, he does need to work on his pass test, but with a little bit of coaching, I think Worf's has just, his, his ceiling is super high. And just get some coaching. You, you, there's no pressure to win now in Arizona. Um, they right. have a bright future, and they're, they're, they're building. Like, they got a really nice offense. Add Worf's to that, and you have one of the most exciting offenses in the league next year. Like, I, so I think you got to take a tackle here. you got to protect Kyler Murray, like you said. So I'm going with Works, who's my best tackle available, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Number nine, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them taking Javon Kinlaw here, defensive tackle from South Carolina. Uh, they need some interior uh, defensive linemen here. They could also try to get a linebacker, but they who did they sign? They signed a the linebacker. Joe Schobert. Joe Schobert, correct, yeah. They signed Joe Schobert, so that diminishes the need. For linebacker here, and there's not really a linebacker to take this early if you're trying to take at nine. You know, there's linebackers like Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma and, um, Patrick Queen from LSU, but they're not really linebackers that you're going to take here at number nine. And Kinlaw's ceiling is so high that I think it's too good to pass up here at nine.
0: Yeah. So I have them totally taking Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, I agree. I looked at a couple guys here at, at nine. Um, I considered Kinlaw. Who I eventually went with. I considered CJ Henderson because they need corner badly, and then I considered um, C.D. Lamb, and I decided. Like I looked at their receiving core, and receiver is not a primary need, yeah, it's not right, now, my need right now. In my right. They they have a lot of holes on defense, so I elected to wait for a receiver in the later rounds if you can get a good value and go with defense. Just fill your fill the holes you have on defense. And go with Javon Kenlaw, who has a really high ceiling. He's a little raw right now, but he's got incredible strength. Um, he's, he's a really good pass rusher. Still a little bit raw as a pass rusher. He can get better, but with a little bit of coaching, he, he, he has a super high ceiling. So you got to go with Kenlaw here, in my opinion.
1: All right. All right, number 10, Cleveland Browns. I have them taking Tristan Wirfs here, uh tackle out of Iowa. Um, I think if he goes to Cleveland, he probably will have to play tackle. I would prefer – Worfs to move to guard. I think he could be a a lot better there. Um, but I think in Cleveland, he'll have to play, he'll have to play tackle because that's their need right now. That's what they need right now. Uh, Baker Mayfield was absolutely harassed last year sitting in the pocket that's I think that's a a major reason why he was why you saw the decline from his rookie year to this year is because he was under pressure so much and they have too many pieces to waste this window that they have they they have a window where they can legitimately make a run if they can solidify the offensive line that's that's what they need right now so I have them taking Tristan Wirfs he's good but and I think he just I really think he'd be good at guard, but I don't think they can do that where they're at right now.
0: Yeah, um, tackle is a need here, but one they did some things in free agency. One they signed Jack Conklin, so they got a tackle there. Uh, they still they still have a, another. They got to upgrade tackle, but they also have been working with Baker Mayfield to fix his drop because his drop back last year was really really deep, and that was uh, affecting affecting the tackles performance negatively. Like it just. It's just not – I don't know how to describe it, Um, but with him going that deep, it hurts the tackles because there's more – gotta—they got to slide back more on the outside and protect their out shoulder more. Um, So they're fixing that. They're trying to get his his, uh, drawback not to be so deep, just shorten it up a little bit. And so they still have a lot of needs on defense, and their defense wasn't great last year. Um, They can get a defensive tackle. They also have a need at linebacker. And so I'm going to pass up on a tackle here, and I'm going to go with Patrick Queen from LSU. And pat he, and no, one's go, no one's going to have this. No one's going to have uh the Browns passing up on a tackle, but they have a lot of needs on defense as well. And Patrick Queen, in my opinion, is the best linebacker in the class, and he is fantastic. He's not as good as Devin White was coming out last year, um, he, but he's slightly worse, just slightly um, he's got he's really fast. Um, not as fast as like Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray has a little bit more speed, in my opinion, uh, on film. Uh, on film, and but but uh, Patrick Queen, he's very good in co- coverage. He can cover running backs, receivers, and tight ends. He's got good instincts. He's good stopping the run. You can use him as a pass rusher. When he blitzes, he's really good. And like I said, he just got great instincts. And um, I I think he's a really a really really good player, and I think he's worth a top. Sixteen selection in this draft he's really good
1: yeah Uh, with Queen I think he will probably be a better NFL player than he is a college player he's been good in college but I think he has a a good chance to be a better NFL player Uh, I mean he's a little raw but the
0: one issue I have with him is that he's undersized he is undersized and doesn't have great length Uh, but I think that's the one knock on him other than that I think he's a really really good player and there's not a lot not a lot to dislike about him.
1: Right. Alright, so moving on to number 11, New York Jets. I have them taking my number one receiver in the class, which is Jerry Judy. Uh, you gotta get Sam Darnold some help. I think Darnold is actually a good quarterback. I don't dislike Darnold. I just think he hasn't had a lot to work with right. uh, with the Jets. I don't think there's a tackle here that you can take. If there was, a tackle here, uh, I think you would need to take that just because Darnold is under duress all the time. And that's part of the reason, you know, he hasn't performed up to the expectations that was set when he was drafted, you know, number three overall. Uh, but I think with some more weapons, especially since he just lost Robbie Anderson, if they can get a guy like Jerry Judy, I think that could be a really nice, a really nice, uh, pick up for them have the Donald to Judy connection and Judy's just such a good he's such a good route runner he's the best route runner in this class in my opinion he's got good hands too and he's not slow what do he run a 4-4-5 four, 4-4-5 four,
0: four, four, yeah. yeah
1: so he's got good speed great route runner and he's got good hands yeah I think I think this is a good pick here
0: yeah uh, I agree but I do have an offensive tackle here and it's Mekhi Becton and I'm I'm going to take him they they just tried to make some some moves to shore up that offensive line. They weren't really good. Like they signed George Fant, but their offensive line still sucks. It's terrible. It's not good. And I I consider taking CeeDee Lamb here, but Lamb's not gonna like Lamb's not gonna be effective here if they can't if if Sam Darnold's on his back if they play. You gotta protect Sam Darnold, and he's good. Like he's talented. Um, I like his career so far has been kind of disappointing, uh, but I do think he's a talented quarterback, and you just gotta show up that offensive line, cause they have nothing, and I'm gonna go with Mekai Beckton, who is a special, special player. He's raw, which is why I have him as my fourth tackle, but, I mean, he's got some of the strongest hands I've ever seen. He, he just moves people. He punches people, and when he punches guys, it they just it knocks them off their feet and it's just it's it's hard like you just it's something that's hard not to notice. You're just like, My God, that's impressive. And yeah. it's not hard to find Mechai Beckton on film. You're just like, Oh, where's Mech? oh he's Oh three, there he is, he's six foot eight, who's three times as big as as each of his uh teammates on that offensive line. Yeah, he's massive. Yeah. Um, but like I said he is raw. There's some times where he has mental lapses, he can't pick up stunt blitzes, he's um letting guys go past him. Um, but, like, he's very athletic, he's mobile, got good footwork, um, his hands could be a little bit better, he can have better hand placement, uh, but there's a lot to work with, in my opinion, and although he, he is my fourth-ranked tackle, I think he's very good, um, and, and he's got the potential to be the best tackle in this class. He's right. well, really this good. is...
1: This is a really good tackle class in general. Yeah. So even the fourth best tackle is really good.
0: Oh, yeah. And he's also oh. a good run defender. I didn't mention that. He is a good run defender. Uh, but, yeah, he's good. I like him. I like him a lot.
1: You mean run blocker?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, run blocker, not run defender. Yeah. Run That's blocker. okay.
1: Uh All right. At number 12, Las Vegas Raiders here. They are so thin at wide receiver. I have them taking C.D. Lamb. This is a big need for them because Antonio Brown didn't work out. They have uh, Tyrell Williams, but he's not – and he's their number one receiver right now. And he's not number one receiver quality. So they really need to address uh, wide receiver here. And I think CeeDee Lamb is so good. He's so good after the catch. Uh, That's really how he made his living at Oklahoma. Um, He's got good hands. He's a good route runner. He's not – Super fast, but he's a good route runner and he creates separation. And he's really good in contested catches. So yeah. I like CD Lamb here for the Raiders. Uh, I think it'll give Derek Carr, you know, a legitimate receiver to throw to, which he yeah. hasn't had uh, since Amari Cooper.
0: Right. Yeah, I think I think Raiders fans will be asking for uh, their front office to draft him here. Um, cause like you you don't get the chance to draft a player as talented as Tua at twelve. Uh, but I have I have been taking Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb is the best receiver in this draft. And if he had better speed, like say he had four four or sub four four four, like if he ran a sub four four forty, we would be talking about him as one of the best receiver receiver prospects ever. Like seriously, he is that good. He's that talented. He's only six. How tall is he? Six one? I think he's six foot one, yeah. One ninety, but he plays a lot bigger than that. Um, he's very physical. He can make contested catches. He's a good route runner. Not as good as Judy. I don't think he's near Judy as a route runner. Um, uh, but at the top of his routes and breaking, I mean, he does that very well. And he's a good route runner. He can play on the outside. He can play in the slot. He can run also like his route tree is just unlimited. Like he he can run every route. Um, he's got good hands. He's got a big catch radius. And the best quality about Lamb is when he has the ball in his hands, he makes plays. It's, like, impossible to take him down. There's so many plays from this season where he had, like, five guys around him, and he just scores a touchdown. Like, it's hard to tackle him. He's so elusive, so slippery, and I think he's the best ta- best receiver in this class. Right. And you got to take him. I agree. Cause they, like, receivers are a pressing need. Like oh, yeah. Like I said, they need a receiver.
1: All right, so number 13, I'm going to make it three receivers in a row here with San Francisco 49ers picking here. Uh, they traded up to get this pick uh, from the Colts. They sent uh, star defensive tackle – was it Eric Armstead or did they – no, they sent Devoris Buckner, sorry. Uh, they sent star defensive tackle Devoris Buckner to the Colts for this pick. Um, so I think they have more pressing needs than wide receiver here. Like I think there's some holes on in the secondary especially that they need to fill. But I think Henry Ruggs III from Alabama is far too talented to pass up here at 13. Especially, you just lost Emmanuel Sanders, and he is such a big upgrade over Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, there's you know, this misconceived notion about uh, Ruggs that he's just a speed guy, but he's so much more than that. He's got good hands. He's a good route runner, too. I mean, he's not as good of a route runner as, as um, Judy or even Lamb, but he is a good route runner, and he uses his speed to his advantage he just needs to he needs to work on varying up the speed a little bit more than actually just going like you know 4 2 speed all the time to kind of you know throw off some corners but I think he's really good and this is such a good pick here for the 49ers if they can get rugs in that offense with Debo Samuel and that run game that they have watch out NFC
0: Oh yeah, I totally agree. I have been taking rugs, and you're totally right. He is not just a speed guy. He is everything. Like he's a great route runner. I think he's a better route runner than Lamb. I think he's close to Judy as a route runner. Um, I, he's a very, very good route runner. Um, he's got good hands. He can make difficult catches away from his body. He's so athletic. Like it's not like obviously he's got great speed. He ran a four two eight. Like that's that's just ungodly. But he can jump out of the gym. If you've seen his high school basketball highlights, he—it's insane what he's doing. He's just jumping out of the gym, um, so he's a freak athlete. Got good hands. He's a good route runner. Um, and with that speed, like he took a slant—I don't know how—like 70 plus yards against South Carolina. That's not normal. And with like you put the ball in his hands, and he's just gonna outrun people. He's not um, elusive, but like with that speed, he's just gonna run past people. And he's he, he's so valuable because with, with his speed, you're going to have to focus on him at, at the next level. On defense, you're going to have to, like, all your attention, you are gonna got to put a lot of attention on Henry Ruggs. So he doesn't just bring you deep. And that's going to open up the middle of the field, and that's going to allow his teammates to have a lot of success in the middle of the field. And so he provides a lot of value. I think he has the most potential out of all these receivers. Right now I think Lamb's the best, but Ruggs is going to be, awesome in the San Francisco 49ers offense, and I mean, like, the rest of the NFC is going to it's gonna be rough for us if he goes to San Fran.
1: Yeah. All right, number 14, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them doing something that I think might be a little bit of a reach here, but if I were them, I would do it because I feel like you have to. Uh, with signing Tom Brady, I feel like you're in this window where with the talent you have, you could legitimately make a run. So, I have them picking Austin Jackson, tackle from USC here. Um, prior to this past college football season, he actually had a surgery where he donated bone marrow to his sister because I I don't know the whole story, but she needed bone marrow, obviously. And he he donated some of his bone marrow to her. And so he wasn't even at 100% last college football season because, you know, he's recovering from that and he doesn't have all his bone marrow. Um, so I'll be interested to see, like, if he gets to 100%, back to 100%, I think he could be really good, but you're kind of banking on that if you pick him here. I mean, he's good even if he doesn't get back to 100%, but I don't know if he's worth the 14th pick here, but you need to get a tackle to protect Tom Brady. That's really one of the key pieces that you need if you're Tampa Bay and you're trying to make a run here. I mean, cor- like there's some secondary needs too, but tackle and protecting Brady, is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, this is a rough spot. I don't think there are any tackles worth taking here, um, and so I'm not going to reach for any of them. It's it's a rough spot. Like I don't think there's any tackle worth taking here, and I mean maybe you could trade up. I don't think you're going to be able to trade up, so I'm just going to take the best player available. Um, they could take Jerry Judy, who I have still available. Uh, but I'm gonna go on defense I'm gonna go and t- go ahead and take Caleb on jason who is a good edge rus- edge rusher um that's a that's a bit of a need they, they have some guys that are aging um like G- Jason Pierre Paul and he would he would fit in that defense it's a it's a, four, a three four he would fit right in he's a good pass rusher he's a little bit raw um but like, he's got the size he's got the speed he's incredibly athletic. Um, got long arms. He's got the pass rush moves. Can improve and add some pass rush counters to his game. But he is really good. He, the production wasn't there last year, but towards the end of the season, in the biggest games of the year, in the playoffs, he was fantastic. He was awesome. And I think he's really, really good. Um, and, I mean, 14, it's a good value for him. I think you got to take him. I, I don't think it's worth uh reaching for a tackle right here. So I, w- I would go Kevon Chase on here.
1: Yeah. All right. So number fifteen, we have the Denver Broncos. I have them taking C.J. Henderson, cornerback from Florida. Uh, he's super athletic and long, and this is a good pick for them because they a corner is a need right now. They right. Uh, they lost Chris Harris Jr. They signed AJ Bouye, who is fading out of his prime. Uh, you know he he was very successful. In Jacksonville. Now, part of that could be because he had Jalen Ramsey on the other side. So he was getting more opportunities because they were throwing, you know, towards him instead of so Jalen. But, but, like, because the stats are not there like
0: mm-hmm. they
1: were when, you know, they were making that run at the AFC Championship. Um, so they need a corner here, and I think Henderson is a good pick here. I have – Henderson's my second-best corner in this draft. So, I like
0: him here. Yeah, um, I have Jerry Judy still available, and I, I consider Henderson here, but, I mean, they just need corner and receiver. They need both. And with Jerry Judy still here, I, he is too talented to pass up here, in my opinion. He's the best route runner in the class. He's got good speed. His hands are a little bit of an issue. Um, He needs to fix that. But, I mean, with the, put the ball in his hands, and he's really good in space. Like, he's slippery, he's elusive, he uses that dead leg move that, that DeAndre Swift uses season to just freeze defenders and stop on a dime. And, I mean, he's really good. And he's he's not going to be an outside receiver in the next level, but he's going to dominate in the slot. And even in the slot, he can make big plays because he has that 4-4-5 four, four, speed. But, so I think you got to take him here. you got to add weapons to that offense. And Drew Locke, who is their franchise quarterback. I also think they could take tackle here, but there's no tackle worth taking, in my opinion. So I would either go with Jerry Judy or CJ Henderson. I would take Judy. All
1: right, number 16, we have the Atlanta Falcons. I have them taking Caleb on chase on here, uh, edge rusher from LSU. They signed Dante Fowler over the offseason, which is a, a good signing for them. Uh, they need some passers' help. And they took tack mckin to mckinley in the first round of 2018 i believe maybe it was 2017 but they have to take they have to get some production from these guys like right. mckinley is talented but the production just hasn't been there yeah so i think you take caleb on chase on here he doesn't even have to start you can kind of develop him and he can sit behind tack and dante fowler and uh, you know, really develop as a pass rusher and really be good for Atlanta.
0: Yeah, as a Falcons fan, I would love to be able to draft Kenlaw or Chase on here, but since they aren't available, I'm just going to take the best corner in the class, or the second best, the second best corner, um, and second best man corner in the class, uh, and CJ Henderson, because um, we we have so many needs in our secondary, and our, our our number one corner right now is Isaiah Oliver, who is a a good, a talented young corner. He just hasn't. Like, he's just not there yet. He's not ready. Not to putting it together yet. Center. Right. He's just he's not a finished product yet. So I'm gonna take Henderson. He's long, athletic. He ran at like a four three eight at forty in the combine. Uh, and that was awesome. And he's got good ball skills. He's really good. So I'm, I'm gonna take him here.
1: Yeah. Dallas Cowboys here at 17. I have them taking Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. They need a lot of help in their secondary. Their offense is set with Dak, Zeke. They have Amari Cooper. They re-signed him. And then they also have uh, young receiver Michael Gallup. Um, their offensive line is good. Their offense is set right now. So they really need to upgrade this defense because if they can't get a deal worked out with Dak, this might be their last year to really you know make a run. So, you need to secure up your defense and take a safety here. They lost Byron Jones, uh, in the offseason, who was their number one corner. I just didn't feel like there was a corner here that I wanted to take over McKinney. McKinney's a really good safety. Uh, he can play down in the box. He's gonna play strong safety, most likely, in the NFL. Um, and he'll, they didn't really have, they don't have good safeties in Dallas right now. They have, like, Jeff Heath as strong safety right now.
0: Yeah.
1: I think McKinney can easily take his place. And so I think McKinney can help them out a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I uh I have them taking Christian Fulton. They do need a corner. I like Fulton. The Fulton doesn't have the speed, um, and doesn't have the athleticism to be a great man corner, but he's smart, plays very good in zone, um, just makes good decisions, got really good technique, and he's intelligent. Um and they need corner. I think you can go Xavier here. I just don't like Xavier as a safety. He doesn't have the speed. Um, he's not bad. I he's my number two safety in the class. Um, I just I'm gonna take Fulton. I really like Fulton. I think Fulton can be good.
1: Yeah. And he question. he's
0: not slow, like he's got four, four, eight speed.
1: Yeah. So question who is your number one safety in the
0: uh, class? Uh Grant Delpit.
1: Okay. I was wondering if you had like Antoine Winfield No. at the top. Um okay so 18 here Miami Dolphins. So this is an interesting pick. Now that they're at 18 nobody's taken Tua left. Right. Tua yet and Tua's is on the board. Um so they go ahead and take Tua, take the risk here. I mean at 5 it was a little bit too much of a risk but now that you're at 18 you can kind of feel a little easier about taking Tua here. So they take Tua um get their hopefully franchise quarterback if he can stay If he can stay healthy, he's probably a franchise quarterback. Right. So that's who I have them taking here.
0: Same here. I have them taking Tua. The risk is not worth it at five. It's worth it at 18. And Tua, I don't know if he's ever going to be healthy. I really don't. He's had ankle injuries. He's had um, knee injuries. He's had hip, a major hip injury he suffered this year. And that hip injury is major. And with his play style – he he plays like he's Russell Wilson when he's really more like Drew Breeds. He's more of a pocket passer, but he thinks he's more athletic than he actually is. And that gets him in trouble. He holds on to the ball too long. And although he is talented, like there's a lot to like about Tua. He's very accurate. He goes through his progressions very quickly. Um and I mean, he's really good. He's a good quarterback, he's talented, but with his play style, I don't think he's ever gonna be healthy. And I think he's injury prone, so I don't think the risk was worth it at five, but I think it's worth it at eighteen, and he could be a fran- your franchise quarterback. So I think I think Miami has to pull the trigger here. All
1: right, so the Las Vegas Raiders here at nineteen, um, I had them take C D Lamb. So this is this is a, a bit of a tough pick. I, I wanted Did you to have do them this. Take who? I had them. No, they took C D Lamb. Oh, oh uh, I at thought, 12. I thought. That's what sorry, I was saying. I was not sure here.
0: Confused. I was like, wait, I thought you already had them take. but
1: okay. Yeah. No, they right, they took C.D. Lamb at 12. This was a tough pick right here, um, but I had them taking Justin Herbert, quarterback from Oregon. Um, I don't think Derek Carr is getting any better. Derek Carr was was good at one point, but he has regressed. And he did not look great last year I, I get that it was you know his first year in Grudens system and I'll be interested to see what he does but I think Justin Herbert could be really good for especially for John Gruden's system um you know he's sneaky athletic he's got a big arm you know he's obviously got to work on not trying to you know trying to not aim the ball as much as he is, but I think he could be really good in him throwing to c d lamb and Darren Waller. And they have a good offensive line. He could have some success with the Raiders uh, in year one. And if they wanted to, they can sit him behind Carr for a year and groom him. So this would be a good pick because it gives them a lot of options.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I have them taking Grant Delpit here, who is the best safety in the class in my opinion. The only issue I see with Delpit is his tackling. And that could be fixed because the reason he's missing tackles is because – He's leaving too much space between him and the uh, offensive player, so he can't wrap up. If he just fixes that, like, what's the issue with him? He's fast. He doesn't have like four-four speed, but he's got like. Uh, I, he didn't run the forty at the combine, but I, I did some research and saw that he ran like a four-five forty, which is good enough for me. He's got a lot of range. Um, he's a really good in coverage. He's an instinctive. He can play in the box. He's got the versatility. And what separates him from McKinney, in my opinion, is that speed and his range um, and coverage and his ability to play, to play free safety, which McKinney doesn't have. McKinney's not going to be able to play free safety at the next level. He just doesn't have that speed and that range. So I'm going to take Delpit here. Safety's a big need to just uh, – Carl Joseph just left. And Delpit at 19, if he shores up that tackling issue, like this is a great value pick.
1: Yeah, and if Jonathan Abram can get healthy, this could be a really nice duo to have Grant Delpit and Jonathan Abram. Yeah. Who Jonathan Abram was, you know, highly touted safety in last year's class, but unfortunately got hurt, and we didn't get to see what he could do this year. So obviously yeah. he'll play strong safety, and Delpit will play free. Yeah. Uh, Thank did
0: you. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry,
1: uh, did uh, Xavier McKinney run a forty? Yeah. What did he run?
0: Four four six three.
1: Okay, I thought for some reason I was thinking he didn't run a forty.
0: I didn't think he did either, but I looked it up and he ran a four six three. Okay. And it, he's he's good. Like I it feels I kind of feel like I'm like crapping on him, but he's really good. Like he can play in the ball. Like he's a good safety. He just has limitations, and he has a specific niche, or I don't know how gonna say yeah. that right? I he's, think
1: niche maybe.
0: Niche, but he's got this specific niche, and he's got limitations that I don't think Grant Zilpet has. And so that's why I went Delpin here. They could also use corner. Uh, they could have gone Jeff Gladney here, but I think Delpin's better than Gladney. I think Delpin's really good. Like, he's really talented.
1: Yeah. All right, so number 20, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars picking here. I have them taking Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think, yeah, we had. I had them take Ken Law at nine. I think they could also try to make a pick to, you know, sure up at corner here. But – I think Jefferson's really talented and they do need some receivers. Receiver is not as pressing of a need as like corner. But no. Jefferson's really good. He's a good route runner. He's big or he's not big. He's just long. Uh he's fast. I didn't think he was as fast as he actually was. He what do he run a four a four a four, four, four something? Five.
0: Was it, it was a 4-4? Four, a 4-4. Four, 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 four. I think it was a 4-4 four,
1: four flat. It just a 4-4 flat, yeah. But he's, he proved his speed at the combine. He's got great hands. He had a fantastic season at LSU. Uh, a, a lot of that was helped by Joe Burrow, but he's super talented and with Gardner Minshew being a young quarterback, you know, he needs some more weapons besides having, you know, DD Westbrook and, uh, and DJ Chark's good. But it'll be nice to have, like, that pairing of DJ Chark and um, Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick. Uh, I actually went with Xavier McKinney here. Uh, McKinney's really good. Although he does have great speed, he's very instinctive in coverage. He can play in the box. Like, he's going to be, like, a linebacker almost. And um, the Jaguars need safety. They need really everything on defense, like, except a linebacker. I don't think that. I mean, they linebacker. pretty
1: much... Yeah, they pretty much cut everybody on their defense. Yeah, and over I don't the, know like, since the AFC Championship here.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's happening with Talvin Smith. Is he coming back next year? Yeah, like, nobody knows. Like, are we even gonna have a season? Like, but like, I don't know. Like, is Talvin Smith gonna be back? Because then, if he's not back, you can play McKinney at safety. He's just got a lot of versatility. He's very instinctive in cover. He's got a high IQ. He's a good tackler. He's really good, and I think he can fill multiple needs for the Jaguars.
1: Yeah. Okay, so number 22 we have Minnesota Vikings here. Uh no, they tra- Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped good. 21. Yeah, 21 Philadelphia Eagles. Uh I have them taking Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor. I think he's super talented. He's really good um he's like a, a surprisingly physical receiver. Uh he's uh, like in contested catches. He's really good at making contested catches, but he also has that what 438 speed. Mm-hmm. That is just you know insane for because for, he's is he's six foot he's six foot three right yeah yeah for for like his length with that speed <laughs> it's a really nice combination um and he really really impressed at the senior bowl um and he had a he had a good combine too uh, but and he was good at baylor too it's not like he was bad at baylor but had a good senior bowl so now he's a first rounder
0: right yeah he was good at baylor um Twenty-one, I have Justin Jefferson, and I told you I had a hot take, but I'll saving it for the pod. I can see an argument for Justin Jefferson being a better receiver than Jerry Judy. He is, I mean, he's really good. He plays bigger than he is. Like He's one and really lanky, but he plays bigger than that. He can make contested catches. He's physical. Um, he's a, a good route runner. Not as good as... Henry Ruggs or Jerry Judy, uh, but he's got really good hands, he's a good route runner, and he can play on the outside and the inside, he's got that versatility, and, I mean, he's fast, he's got good speed, there's not a lot to like about him, his physical traits, in my opinion, are what make him nearly as good of a receiver as Jerry Judy, I, I still think Judy's better, because of his route running and his ability to get open, and but, I mean, I can see an argument for Justin Jefferson. I think they are very close. And I'm going to take Jefferson here because the Eagles have nobody at receiver. Like, last year they were playing a former college quarterback at receiver.
1: Which is not always bad. I mean, I'm not knocking that. Julian Edelman is obviously a former college quarterback. But this guy had, hadn't really taken – he hasn't taken as – I don't think he had taken a snap at wide receiver in the NFL yet. Right,
0: yeah. And then he has – Like, White nice like side. right. And, I mean, he was – like he had no experience at receiver really. Basically. And, and Carson Wentz took that team to the playoffs. And they need receiver. And I'm gonna take the best one available in Justin Jefferson.
1: Alright, so twenty two we have the Minnesota Vikings. They traded uh star wide receiver Stephon Diggs to the Bills for this pick. Uh they need corner though. I have them taking Christian Fulton, corner from L S U. They lost their two top corners in the offseason. They lost Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, and I can't really remember if they signed anybody. I no,
0: don't. I don't. No. I don't
1: think they I, signed. They any have corners.
0: like Mike Hughes as their number yeah. one corner.
1: So they have to get a corner here. Fulton is a good corner. Uh, I I like McKinney over him. That's why I took him at seventeen. But it doesn't mean Fulton's not a good corner. Fulton is not. Super fast, but he's not slow. Right. What do you What do he run at the combine? Four four eight. Four four eight. Which was so much faster than anybody expected. Um. Everybody was thinking he was going to run like four fives, four sixes, potentially.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, but he ran a lot faster than anybody expected. But in game speed, I think he's like in an actual game. I think he's a little bit slower than that. Yeah than uh you know four four eight speed, but he is a good corner, he's a good zone corner. Um he's just he's just really good in coverage and this would be a great pick for the Vikings with them needing corners so badly. Yeah.
0: Yeah the Vikings are in a weird spot. They have like so many needs for being a contender.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: And like they have they need offensive linemen, they need a receiver, they need a corner, they need an edge rusher. It's like, oh my God, like how are y'all good? Yeah. And they lost so much since offseason. Uh but I have Denzel Mims going here. Mims would be a first rounder in my opinion if if he was just if he just had four three eight speed and was six foot three. But yeah. Denzel Mims.
1: Okay. Well,
0: but he... he's also a great route runner.
1: Oh, okay, and, I see what
0: you're saying. And he is extremely physical. Like he he makes his his catch radius is huge. He's very physical, makes contested catches, and he's a solid route runner. Not great, um, but he's got a good uh he's got a variety of releases that he uses. He uses his hands at the top of his routes to get separation. He's really good. I think he's been really underrated. Um, uh, and he's he's my number five receiver in the class. I think he's really good. He's gonna be great in Minnesota. Okay, so uh, I want your opinion. What do you think about the Bills trade, or the Bills trading for Diggs now?
1: I think it's a good pickup for the Bills. I think it benefits both sides, but the Bills needed a receiver so badly, and I think it was better for them to – because your thing was that you really thought that, like, Mims would be a great fit in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, I, 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 the trade wasn't bad. I just, right. I think I would rather have all those picks, because they gave up a lot. I would, ha- I would rather have all those picks and Mims than, uh, Diggs. And M- Mims isn't anywhere near good in Diggs. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying his fit is better. Right, I Al- just, Al- Al- yeah, go ahead.
1: I just don't know, like, would Mims even be there at 22? Like, he potentially wouldn't be there at 22. So, and if,
0: and if he's not, you can go, like, corner.
1: Yeah, and you can also trade up. I understand that, but I don't.
0: I don't think this is unrealistic. Like to expect Nims to be here.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's unrealistic either. But there's a chance that he goes higher.
0: Yeah, and then um, well, then, then you just go like corner. And...
1: Yeah, but Stephon Diggs is a really good receiver, and they needed receivers so bad because Josh Allen was throwing to guys like Cole Beasley and John Brown.
0: Right. Yeah, they needed receiver, back. and they
1: still made the playoffs somehow. Well, I mean, it's yeah. off of that defense, but you know Josh Allen having like a legitimate receiver now could really help him out so i think i think the trade was good for both sides because you know Minnesota got a bunch of picks and now they have two first round picks yeah so all right number 23 we have the new england patriots here i was i was struggling with this pick But I decided to go with Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. He's super talented. Like, the production last year was not there. I mean, granted, he's playing with a bunch of scrubs, and no disrespect to Utah State, but disrespect, y'all are scrubs. Um, No, no, no,
0: no, 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 it's disrespect. Like, y'all are terrible in Utah State. Y'all are awful. Please be better.
1: Yes, and uh, and he was working with a, a completely new offensive system, new coaching staff. So if they take Jordan Love here, I don't think he can start year one at all. I think that'd be yeah. a mistake to throw him into the fire. And I don't think New England would do that just because you know it's New England. They're smart. They understand that. Um, so I don't know who New England's starting quarterback would even be next year. Probably Brian Hoyer, yeah. most likely which is unfortunate because they're not going to make the playoffs with Brian Hoyer as their starting quarterback. Unless Jarrett, Jarrett Stidham decides to go off. Yeah. So it could be interesting. But I think Jordan Love has all the intangibles. He has a good arm. He has good technique. Um, I just think he's too talented to worry about the production that he put up last year. Because you can look at the production from 2018, and he was fantastic. Yeah. So... I think you have to kind of, I mean, not necessarily overlook it, but yeah, overlook last season for Jordan Love, uh, and yeah. you can develop him as a quarterback. You know, it's going to be difficult with this uh, with this draft. I think there's going to be more things going into like thinking about taking quarterbacks or taking uh, like project players because you know you're not going to have OTAs, you're not going to have camp. To work with these guys, so if there's a chance that you're going to have an NFL season, it seems like you might want to try to take a uh, you know legitimate like ready now players over project players that have high ceilings.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that. But I I have them taking Jordan Love too. Uh, and Utah last year at Utah State was rough for him. They had a lot of guys leave. That different receivers. They, the receivers are not terrible. They just um, they were in a tough, tough position where they had to step up and not weren't necessarily ready. They had a new coaching staff, um, and Jordan Love had a rough season st- statistically. I think he was his deci- this, his decision making is a little bit of an is an issue, um, but I think p- part of the reason why he had so many picks was because he was trying to do too much. Like he's trying to win games, and with the supporting cast he had, I mean. They they weren't good enough to win. So he, he was trying to make plays, and I think sometimes he tried to do too much, and so that's why the interceptions were too high. Um, his decision making is an issue, but he's, he's extremely talented. He's, he's better than Herbert in my opinion. Um, he's got more. He's got a ton of potential. He can make throws off plat, off platform on the run. He can throw the ball uh, with pop. He can he can throw the ball with touch, and he's got really good mechanics. He's a little bit mobile. He doesn't have like great athleticism, but, he, but he's relatively mobile, and he's got a lot of potential. And if he sits for a year or two, he, he can be insanely good. And the, the Patriots need a quarterback. They have other pressing needs like edge rusher. They can go they can go with a lot of things on defense, and they can even use a receiver. I don't think there's a receiver worth taking here. So I'm just going to go with Jordan Love, who, ha- who has a lot of potential.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, Love's forty time actually surprised me. I think he ran a four seven. Really surprised I guess, me. I thought I thought he was. I a thought
0: little he ran better than, than that. that. I thought he ran well. Better than
1: no, that. so his unofficial time was like in the four sixes, but then his the official time was like a four seven.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not really surprised about that. I think I mean I he's not he's not super fast, but well,
1: I thought I thought he would run in the four eights or like a four nine. I didn't yeah. think he was gonna run like a four seven flat. Yeah. Um, okay, so twenty four we have the New Orleans Saints picking here. Uh, I have them taking Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. You had him going top 10. Um uh, he is really good. He's super athletic. He's got good instincts. Um and the New Orleans Saints really need a linebacker here. They're in win win now mode right now. So wow. they need to take, you know, their needs here over necessarily talent. I, and I'm not saying that Queen's not talented. He is super talented. Um and this is a good pick for them. They oh, yeah. they need linebacker.
0: Yeah, if Queen is still available. Yeah, just r- turn the card in because Queen's really good. I have them taking Kenneth Murray. Um, I this is a tough pick because Murray is good. I don't know if he has the instincts to be a great linebacker. Um, I I still have I was I would have him going first round no matter what, like either here or to the Ravens. But I I have the Saints taking him. They need linebacker. Demario Davis is getting old. Um, and Murray is fast. He's got more, I think he's faster and has more range than Queen. He's just not as instinctive. He's not as good of a a run stopper or a pass rusher as Queen. But he's still, um, solid in in coverage. Uh, didn't have a lot of instances where he was playing man coverage, but in zone he was solid. And he is just a playmaker. He's a, he's a really good tackler. Got a good frame. He's got the speed. I think he could be a solid linebacker at the next level.
1: Alright, at twenty five, Minnesota Vikings. I have them taking Jalen Rieger, wide receiver from TCU. Uh, Rieger well, they need a replacement for, for Stefan Diggs. And um, I think Rieger is really good actually. He's not as fast as I thought he was. You know, after yeah. seeing the forty time, I think he ran in the four fives. I was no. expecting four threes because that's what I had I had heard from from the like draft analysts. They were saying like he was gonna be the second fastest guy, like he was gonna be the second fastest receiver behind rugs. Yeah. And then he ran into four fives, which really surprised me. But Rieger's good. He's he is super athletic in the fact like like he can jump so high. He's got hops. Uh yeah. he's good in contested catches, even though he's only five foot eleven, he's good in contested catches. Solid route runner, he's got good hands though. And uh so I like Rieger here for the Vikings. Um, he'll be their number two receiver behind Thielen, obviously. Right. But they need somebody to replace Diggs here. If they're going yeah. to try to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, um, they got. This is a good spot for them to take corner. Um, but I have a guy that I think is very talented and is a little bit underrated. Uh, Yeter Gratos Moss from Penn State. He's a defensive end. He's got incredible length. His arms are massive, and he uses those to just move tackles out of the way. He's got good length, and for his size, he surprisingly is pretty flexible. He can bend, um, get around offensive tackles, which I didn't really expect uh, watching him. Um, and he's extremely hard to move because he's got such long arms. He's a huge. He's got a huge tackle radius, uh, good mobility, pretty good mobility not as good as like chase on or chase young um but good mobility and he does need to improve his rush rush pass rush counter moves uh but i think he's a really good defensive end i think he could go much higher than this like I, i could seriously um see him being taken top 20 uh but uh i gotta take him here in corner this is not a very good edge rush class in my opinion I think this is a deeper corner class, and so I think you could possibly get a corner in the second round.
1: Yeah, and, yeah.
0: And, and in Minnesota, uh, with their system, you gotta have a good front seven, and so this improves their front seven. They they like to put pressure on on other teams and blitz. They bring heavy blitzes, and so I think I think this is a good pick for them.
1: Yeah, Gross Meadows and Daniel Hunter would be a really scary duo. Yeah. Um, okay. So number 26, we have the Miami Dolphins. I have them taking Josh Jones tackle from Houston. Uh, he's been really consistent throughout his college career, like consistently good. Um, you know, he was playing at Houston in the American where it was, you know, not as much talent as guys like, you know, Jedrick Wills who are going against SEC defenders all the time. Uh, but he was, he was very good in his college career. Uh, and they, The Dolphins desperately need to get a tackle. You know they gave up. What'd you say, fifty six sacks last year? So Mm -hmm. they have to get better on the offensive line. And Jones is a good pick here late in the first round.
0: Yeah, Um, I personally don't think there are any offensive tackles uh, besides the top four worth taking in the first round. But yeah, the Dolphins need a tackle. So in this spot, they got to get a guy um, to protect Tua. Or and whoever plays this year. Two is probably not going to play this year, so it'll probably be like Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but the 54 sacks last year, they, they got and 26. I have the Dolphins taking Antoine Winfield, safety from Minnesota. He's only 5'9", but he plays like he's 6 feet tall. He's really getting coverage. He's got incredible speed. He ran a 4.340 in preparation for the combine. He didn't run at the combine, so I don't know how accurate that number is. Uh, but that's the only number I can find, and he's just an absolute playmaker. He makes plays on the ball. He's a good tackler. He plays big. Got a lot of power, and I just really like him. I, he's a really good safety, and so yeah. and safety's a big need for the Dolphins. And he he has the range and the speed to play safety, which McKinney doesn't have. Uh, and so I, I mean I like I like Antoine Wilson here.
1: Okay, I have an interesting question. Do you think Isaiah Simmons is a better? Is the best? Like, if he was a safety, is he the best safety in the class as well? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think it's a little closer than you think between between him and Delpit, but I do think he he's the best safety. Yeah.
1: All right, twenty-seven. We have the Seattle Seahawks. I have them. This was a hard pick because I don't know what's going to happen with Clowney yet.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: Yeah, that'll change everything. Like, if Clowney – if they re-sign Clowney, that would probably change this pick. But I have them taking AJ Epinesa, uh, edge rusher from Iowa. The only – I don't – he's a very safe pick. In my opinion, he's a safe pick, but his ceiling is not super high. Like, I think he has the – I think he has the highest floor – out of almost all the edge rushers ex- – all the edge rushers except for Chase Young.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but his ceiling is kind of low. Like, I think he'll be a consistent, like, eight, nine sack guy, you know, a year. But I don't know if he's ever going to reach that level where he's, you know, like double-digit sacks consecutive years in a row.
0: Right.
1: So I think this is a safe pick for them, but – I was a little hesitant to pick him here just because I don't I don't think his ceiling's super high.
0: Yeah, me neither. I don't know. I don't know if he's worth a first round pick. I honestly, at first, I didn't have him going in the first round, but I have him. I have the Seahawks taking Epinesa. He's, I mean he he's not bad. He's huge. Um, he's powerful. When he gets hands on the on tackles outside shoulders, he just moves them. And so he he's good. He's a solid run defender. Um, but he lacks the mobility and the bend and the flexibility to be an elite edge rusher at the next level, in my opinion. Um, uh, so I don't know I don't think his ceiling is high. And I mean I don't know what the Seahawks are gonna do with Clowney. Like if he if he resigns, they I think they would go with an offensive lineman, like maybe maybe like Caesar Ruiz. Um but uh since we don't know what's happening with Clowney, I'm gonna go with AJ F here.
1: All right, 28 Baltimore Ravens. I have them taking Kenneth Murray. Um uh here, I think, you know, with Patrick Queen not available, they have to get a linebacker, and Kenneth Murray's not bad. He's a good linebacker. He's like you said, he's super athletic. Um and he would be he'd be good for Baltimore here cuz they need they they haven't been the same at linebacker after, you know, losing CJ Mosley, and now they've lost Patrick on onto War as well. So, they have a pressing need at linebacker.
0: Yeah. yeah, they do have a need at linebacker. I just don't have anybody worth taking here. Right. And so I have them taking Caesar Ruiz, who is a center from Michigan. He can play guard and center, uh, and the Ravens need interior offensive line. I think he's going to help in the run game, and he's the best interior offensive lineman in the class. They got – I – I thought about receiver here, and I thought about T. Higgins, and I watched T. Higgins again before I finish this. And Higgins is—I don't think he's worth taking in the first round, but I could see the Ravens reaching for him with his physical tools. I think I think he's got physical tools that are very attractive. I just don't don't think he's worth a first round selection. So I'm gonna go Cecil Ruiz here, help out the run game, and. Yeah. And the Ravens are gonna run the ball a lot. I can also see them like reaching for maybe a running back here with Mark Ingram aging. I don't know if that's the smartest pick, but yeah. They need an interior offensive line and so I have them taking Ruiz.
1: Alright, twenty nine we have the Tennessee Titans. I have them taking Yeeter Gross edge rusher from Penn State here. Um they need, you know, an edge rusher. They they signed Vic Beasley mm-hmm. but he's been very disappointing for the oh, past. Yeah. You know, three seasons. Um, so I think they have to get an edge rusher here. gross Grossmattos has a lot of potential, and I don't think he's there yet, but he can get there. And I think him, he's he's you know a really athletic edge rusher. And with Harold Landry on the other side, I think that could be a really scary duo in Tennessee.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good pick. I have them taking Jack Bond and George from Wisconsin, who is athletic. He is twitchy and explosive. And he's he's a, a really good four, uh, three four outside linebacker, and I think I, with Tennessee, that's that's a good fit there. They run a, a three four, um, so I think he'll be a good fit in Tennessee he's a good pass where He can even step back in coverage, and he does a, a very solid job in coverage. He's twitchy, explosive, has an array of pass rush moves, and I like him. I think watching his film, I thought I thought he was very impressive. So I, I think this is a good spot for him.
1: Yeah. Okay, so 30, we have the Green Bay Packers. This was a tough pick
0: because yeah. there wasn't a
1: lot there wasn't a lot available. They need tackle. They need wide receiver. They could try they you know, they kind of need tight end. Yeah. And they need linebacker. But right. there's really nothing there. Mhm. Except for the guy that I have, and I feel like it might be a bit of a reach, but I have them taking KJ Hamler, wide receiver from Penn State. He's super fast.
0: Yep. I like, I, hey, I like Hamler a lot. I like yeah.
1: him. He's, he's very undersized. It, his comp is, uh, Marquise Brown for the Ravens to yeah. me. Um, w- the Packers need like an explosive kind of receiver. Because they didn't have that last year. You know, Devontae Adams is really good, but he's not necessarily, like, explosive. Yeah. Um, and they didn't they didn't have anything close to that last year. So they need to get a guy like Handler, you know, playing the slot and be an explosive, speedy receiver.
0: Right. Yeah, I totally agree. They need that. And so I had them taking Jalen Rieger, receiver from TCU, who is fast. He's faster than his forty time. That forty time was I don't think it's accurate for his speed. I think right. Hamlin's faster. I really like Hamler. One issue with him is his hands. And it's not that he's just dropping everything. It's like the ball is like bouncing twice before he catches it. He's catching it with his body, which is a legitimate issue. Uh but yeah, he's a good he's a good receiver for Green Bay. I think he would be very good there in their offense. But I've been taking Rieger who is a little bit better than Hamler. He's more athletic, can make contested catches. He plays a little bit bigger than he is, and he's fast. He's a, a a good route runner. They're both good route runners. Um, but I think the athletic the athletic traits that Rieger has, um, it makes him a little bit better than Hamler in my opinion. I like both, but yeah, I got Rieger going to Green Bay. I think Rieger I don't know if is really worth a first round pick, but like what are the Packers gonna take?
1: Yeah, there's not a tackle here. For me, there's not a tackle here. For you, they could have taken like Austin Jackson or Josh Jones, but you said you didn't feel like it was worth it. And tackle's not their biggest need anymore, especially with them signing Rick Wagner in the uh, free agency. And linebacker's obviously not as big of a need anymore either with them Mm -hmm. signing Christian Kirksey. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, they didn't really, they signed Devin Funches. But he's not going to fix your, your problem of not having an explosive playmaker. Funches is not an explosive playmaker. And yeah. he was not good last year in Indianapolis. He was good at one point with Carolina, but yeah. he's been on the decline. Yeah. So I think they have to go receiver here. And, you know, if you have to reach to get Hamler, that might be okay here.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if was worth a first round pick, but I think he's good. I I do. I think he's good, and he, I mean, there's just not a lot to take here, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, uh, alright, next up, we got the 49ers. Alright,
1: so I have them taking. This is
0: actually interesting because they're probably not going to pick here.
1: Right, I agree. They're probably going to trade out of this to try to get some second and third round picks. Yeah. Or, you know, at least a second round pick. Uh, so I have them taking Jeff Gladney corner from TCU. It's a really good corner. Uh, they need another guy to pair up with Richard Sherman. I think they had they had Jimmy Ward playing there a little bit last year. Um, I think he actually, Jimmy Ward plays better at safety than he does at corner, but he can play both. Um, so, you know, they, they've they got to get something to sure up that position. And if they can, that would be such a good draft for the 49ers. If they stayed at 31 and took Gladney and also got Rugs. I mean, that would fill their Two biggest needs, pretty much. Uh, this, this could be kind of scary if they got Gladney and Ruggs and they yeah. just got, cause they, cause they, that was just, that's just getting better from last yeah. year.
0: Oh, yeah, totally agree. That's a great pick. I have, I have the 49ers thinking the Bill Gallimore, he's a defensive tackle from Oklahoma, twitchy, he's got really good hands, he's a good pass rusher, doesn't have the raw, the raw strength that like Kenlaw has. Uh, but he's a good a good interior pass rusher. Just made plays, especially against Texas. He dominated Texas. He's really good. And they need a defensive tackle to replace DeForest Buckner. Um, I think he's good. Even if the 49ers don't pick here, I have Gallimore valued as a first-round pick. So I can see him going anywhere. I, I can see him going to Tennessee, possibly. I, I think Gallimore's really good. So, All right. Yeah, that's who I have them picking.
1: So the last pick of the draft. 32 kansas city chiefs i have them taking deandre swift running back from georgia this could help their offense out a lot they their running back situation right now is not great damian williams is solid at best and you know Lashawn mccoy is getting old and he's on the decline Uh, the peak of his career is far behind him now so i think deandre swift would be a good pick here um just, he's just, he's, in my opinion, he's the best running back in the class. I know there's, there's some varying, um, opinions on that. I think he's super elusive and just makes guys miss. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: the vision, his vision is, is solid, but sometimes he can, he can struggle, um, with, you know, like inside runs, but on the outside, he's really good at making guys miss. Yeah. Um, So, I I like this pick here for the Chiefs. Yeah. I think this could make their offense even better than it it was last year.
0: Yeah, I do like that pick. I think they have a huge need at corner, and I have a really good corner available. I have Jeff Gladney, corner from TCU. And I know I have him going 32. I like him a lot better than that. I honestly can see him going as high as, like, 20, maybe even 17. Like, he's really good in my opinion. Um. Uh, he, he's got the tools to be a, a man, a number one man corner in the NFL. Um, he's fast, he's long, he's athletic. Um, and I watched him go up against Denzel Mims. He didn't totally shut him down, but he did a really, really good job. And in that, like, for a guy as big and as physical and as fast as Mims, that's a hard test. And Gle- Jeff Gladney passed it. So I, I like Gladney. I think he can be good at the next level. And the Chiefs need him. Like, they have. And Rashad Breland's gone, so I, I don't even know who they have. I, I I looked at the depth chart earlier. I forgot who their number one corner is. It's not good. Yeah. And Do they still up, have
1: Kendall Fuller?
0: No, he left. He went to Washington. Oh, he
1: left. Oh, that's right, yeah.
0: Yeah. In your case, I don't think you have a corner that's worth taking here.
1: I have, like... The top corners left on the board were uh, AJ, like AJ Terrell, Terrell and like Noah. And and Trevon Diggs. Anthony. Well, yeah. I had Travon oh, Diggs okay.
0: on the board too. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got an taking Jeff Gladney, who could, who could go a lot higher than this, but that's how it went. I right, yeah. so we're done with that. Okay, I got some questions. Is there okay. anybody in your mock that is that didn't go first round that will or that you think will will or possibly could go first?
1: Um, I don't remember. I think Trevon Diggs could go first. I think, trying to go through every position. Um, I think like Cesar Ruiz could go first round. There weren't a lot of guys that I didn't have in the first round that I don't think will necessarily go first round. Or there weren't a lot of guys that I think are going to go first round that I didn't have in my mock. Um. No, I don't. I don't think there were a lot. Who did you have,
0: Justin Herbert?
1: Justin Herbert. Okay.
0: He's probably gonna go really high.
1: He's probably gonna go top ten for sure. Yeah. So
0: I. I don't. I just. I'm not high on Herbert, and I mean, I just he's got potential. I just don't see. It. He's too inconsistent. Um. He. Doesn't have great mechanics. Doesn't have touch. Doesn't throw with anticipation. He's got a lot of growth. A lot of growing to do. Um, but yeah. Who do you, who do you think won your mock? Like, if this is what happens, who do you think won your first round?
1: Honestly, I think, I think it's a tie between the Dolphins and the 49ers, but I think it's the 49ers with Rugs and Jeff Gladney.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you had, yeah, you had the Niners taking Rugs and Gladney. Dang, that's that's a strong draft. I, th- I I think it's the same with me. Um, the Do- I had the Dolphins taking Andrew Thomas, Tua, and Antoine Winfield. Uh, yeah, I would take Rugs and Gladney over. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I had the Dolphins taking uh, Simmons and then uh, Tua and Josh Jones, which I think is a is a good. First round, but the 49ers. I would take,
0: I would take Ruggs and Gladney over that. I think that's a good round. I think the 49ers won mine, cause they got Henry Ruggs and then they got Neville Gallimore. I think they could, they could have gone Jeff Gladney as well. Right. But, but I, I thought, I mean, just, they, they, they prioritize the defensive line so heavily, and I like Gallimore. Gallimore is twitched up. I feel like well, having Gladney think... in the 32. Nothing I just was, felt
1: like, right, yeah. I just, I just felt like, uh, with how much depth they have on the D line, that D line wasn't as, even though, you know, they lost DeForest Buckner or they traded him away, I feel like it was as big of a need as, like, corner or receiver just because of how much depth they have. Cause they have Bosa, they have Armstead, and then they have, they have a lot of guys that are, that are like really good that could start but have been backups right on 49ers because they've had like Armstead and Buckner and both yeah. uh so
0: Yeah. Man. <laughs> if the Chiefs didn't have a corner available here, I would have had them taking Clyde Edwards hilarious. Um that would have been my pick.
1: Yeah I had thought about him there instead just because I think he's a better uh Pass catcher out of the backfield, and yeah. which could help Mahomes out a lot. Yeah. But I like Swift as a runner more than Hilaire.
0: Right.
1: Swift Swift's a little bit faster, and I think he's more twitchy.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely faster. Like he's more athletic.
1: Right. Um,
0: I I because I I think Hilaire is the best running back in the class. He's just got great vision, and he's amazing as a receiver. Um. And he, but he, he's small though. I think that's one thing that people are going to knock him for. Like me and him are probably like similar in size. Not weight, but like height. Right. But uh, yeah, that's fun.
1: Yeah, that, that was fun. Um, before we go, so this upcoming week, we're going to try to put out a lot more podcasts than we usually do just because of quarantine. We don't have a lot to do. So we're going to try to put out, you know, maybe even like three a week potentially. Potentially three podcasts this week, and uh, we're considering – we're for sure going to do a redraft of at least the 2014 NFL draft, uh, but we are considering doing, like, a redraft of every draft in the past 10 years, uh, and we'll probably try to do, like, two redrafts per podcast. So, you know, do redraft from 2010 to the 2019 draft. Maybe not the 2019 draft, just because we haven't had – we've only had, like, a year to see, but we might do them. Right. So?
0: Yeah. And if you want to see more content from us here at The Wire, check out our website at TheWireSports.com. We have articles, we have this podcast, we have videos. Go check those out. But yeah, this is fun, and I can't wait to read drafts. It's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Alright. Well, I will see. We'll see y'all.